you know, dad used to say failure is never fatal, kid. The only failure is to not try. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Change of Mindset podcast. My guest today is Lauren Schieffer, daughter of an Air Force officer. Her upbringing taught her independence and adaptability. Overcoming battles with an eating disorder and surviving two personal assaults, she stands strong, responding to life's challenges with resilience, humility, and humor. With a diverse career in corporate America, Lauren has spoken in seven countries, empowering organizations, government bodies, and Fortune 500 companies. She guides individuals from all backgrounds to transcend success, achieve significance, and embrace triumph. Lauren's masterful storytelling and insightful and entertaining content leave listeners empowered and ready to take action. Lauren is a member of the National Speakers Association and a certified speaking professional. In addition, she's written four books with her most recent book titled, Help Others Grow First, How Smart Leaders Attract and Retain Great Employees. Leaders and managers struggle to attract and retain great employees. In Help Others Grow First, Lauren offers a concise guide to overcome this challenge, highlighting the nine essentials of significant leadership. The book provides practical advice and humor to create a loyal, high-performing workforce. And this is the basis of our conversation today. And you can find Help Others Grow First on Amazon, and it will be available on June 1st, 2023. Before we get to the interview, a few housekeeping things to take care of. Off Script, Mastering the Art of Business Improv is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. If you want to learn more about the book or order a copy, go to offscriptimprov.com and order your copy by clicking the click to order button. If you want to buy 10 or more books, please contact me to offer you a bulk discount. You can reach me through my email at peter at petermargaritas.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Also, please subscribe to and share this podcast episode with a friend. Please visit my YouTube channel, Peter A. Margaritas, CSP, CPA, Business Improv Virtuoso, where you can see previous podcast video episodes along with this one. While there, just hit the subscribe button so you won't miss any updates. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as the Accidental Accountant. 
Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders. A story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person and on site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Let's get to the interview with Lauren Schieffer. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm pleased to have my good friend Lauren Schieffer with me on this podcast episode, and she has just written a brand new book, Help Others Grow First, How Smart Leaders Attract and Retain Great Employees. And it's coming out right after this episode on June 1st. So first and foremost, Lauren, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with me talking to me about your book. Thank you so much for having me. It is so good to see you again. Always great to see you. Uh, it's been way too long. Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. I, I, pre-pandemic, I do believe. Yeah. And um, boy, that pandemic was a fun time, wasn't it? Not. You know, um, I think our lives will forever be separated by pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. Absolutely. I think so, too. So in this book... I, I, you sent the manuscript out a while back, and I once again apologize for not able to, well, it kind of got lost in my inbox because I now have another business inbox, and I got managing two inboxes. Well, I found it, and I said, well, let's get you on the podcast. So I'm looking through the manuscript, and, and you write in here, it's possible to attract, retain, energize, and grow top-notch employees regardless of their external economic or cultural conditions. Hmm. And the first thought that went to my mind was, how in the heck can you do that? Because it seems to be such a huge challenge out in today's workforce. It is. It seems that the um, greatest issue facing leaders today is how to attract and retain great employees. Mm -hmm. And for most people, it feels like an up a constant uphill battle. Mm -hmm. And that's because employees today are looking for something completely different out of their working environment than ever before. They're looking for something more than success. They're looking for a level of significance. Mm. So how we attract, engage, retain great employees is to offer them that significance. Significant leadership is the way forward for leadership in the workforce today. It, you've talked about significant leadership in the past couple of times that we have done a podcast together. And, but for those who may have not heard that, what's the difference between significant leaders and I, I think you use the term successful leaders or success leaders. 
so let me start by saying that the hierarchical generic leadership that bled out of the 20th century into the beginning of the 21st century has been failing the American workforce for some time. Okay. The pandemic actually just shoved a situation that, that was simmering underneath the surface through a wormhole and into our laps seemingly overnight. Most people are programmed to chase success. Mm -hmm. Now, success is inwardly focused. Success is about how much money I make, what my title is, what my accolades are, uh, what accomplishments I can claim, what letters are behind my name. It's all about me. Significance, on the other hand, is outwardly focused. It has nothing whatsoever to do with compensation packages and parking spots. Significance is about how many lives I touch and the manner in which I choose to impact them. Significance is about we. And so significant leadership is a term I coined. It takes the highest, previously what the highest standard of leadership has been, and that is servant leadership. Right. Many people are familiar with the concept of servant leadership. Servant leadership asks for nothing in return. And that is noble. Significant leadership asks the world in return because significant leadership expects that those I breathe into my leadership into will take that and breathe that into others and continue building significant leaders like ripples on a pond. That's my concept of significant leadership. Growing others first. So when we think of significant leadership, and I think if we had had this conversation 10 years ago, okay, success was still very much the buzzword. And we've seen over the years, it has now taken significant leadership and servant leadership has taken, has moved forward. But I think the one thing that in order to have significant or even servant leadership, that you have to create a culture within the organization that's not toxic. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you could expand on that. So in, in my perception, mm -hmm. um, because my perception is my reality and it's, and it's what I teach and believe, mm -hmm. the best way to do that is with the nine essentials of significant leadership. That's the foundation of this book. Uh, I've been teaching the nine essentials um, for almost a decade, but I'd never put it in book form before where I could hand someone a book and say, here are your nine essentials of significant leadership. They are at their base, a 40,000 foot view of the non-essential characteristics of significant leaders. And my experience has proven to me that the day-to-day -day deliverables of management and leadership those would be increased productivity, increased profitability, increased market share, customer service, decreased attrition. 
all of those deliverables will fall in line naturally if the leader focuses all of their efforts, efforts through the lens of the nine essentials of significant leadership. So if you'd like, I can go through them very quickly. Well, actually, I'll, yeah, let's go through them rather quickly, but I think there's a few of them that I want you to go more deeper into. You're driving the bus. So, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, essential number one, understand your own value. We need to have a solid self-esteem. We cannot treat other people with respect if we don't respect ourselves. Mm-hmm. You okay. need to know what you bring to the table as a human being and as a leader. So understand your own value. Essential number two, treat all people with respect. Wouldn't that be a novel concept? Whether or not I like what they think, say, or do. Right. And there is a difference between respect for someone and respect to someone. The colonel used to say, you don't have to respect everyone, Lauren Ann. You have no right to disrespect anyone, young lady. So I don't have to respect you in order to treat you with respect. And that's what that second essential is, treating all people with respect. Essential number three, act with integrity at all times, even when you think no one's looking, because someone is always looking, even if it's your own subconscious. So act with integrity. The great sage anonymous said integrity is what happens in the dark. Right. Right. Um, Essential number four, open your mind to new possibilities. A closed mind cannot grow and a closed mind cannot lead. So open your mind to new possibilities. Uh, Essential number five, craft a vision. But that vision... Crafting a vision may seem like leadership one-on-one material, but for significant leadership, it goes beyond. It's not about my vision for my life, which is important, or my vision for the company, which is important. Significant leaders expand that and communicate to each and every person that they lead. What's it matter to them? What's it going to look like, feel like, be like, smell like when we as a team get to the end of the rainbow to this vision. Why does it matter to them? Which means you have to know your team well enough to know what matters to them. So craft a vision. Essential uh, number next, I think it's six. Six, yes. Communicate respectfully. And the best definition of respectful communication that I've ever heard in my life uh, came not from me. I wish I could claim it. It came from Meryl Runyon in her book, Power Phrases. And that is, say what you mean, mean what you say. Don't be mean when you say it. Ooh, I like that. It's profound in its simplicity, mm-hmm. right? So communicate respectfully. Um, number seven, lead by example. In all things, in all places, because your team will follow your example, whether you want them to or not. Mm-hmm. So that means not just in the office. But how you treat the cashier at the grocery store, how you treat the busboy at the restaurant or the person that you accident that accidentally bumps into you on the street, mm-hmm. lead by example all the time. Right. Number eight, 
celebrate the results of others. Significant leaders do not look to achieve accolades. They look to offer accolades. And number nine is work for your replacement. Our primary job as leaders is to replace ourselves. So those are your nine essentials of significant leadership. I love them. Um, So the first one I wrote down was number four, open your mind to new possibilities. Uh Easier said than done. I think you would agree. Yes. Because that, that involves the word change. Uh So how do you get people who don't want to change, who look at change as a threat versus an opportunity? How do you get them to open their mind to possibilities when they'd rather have the status quo? Well, first off, uh, we have to create an environment where there is a measure of safety in change. Mm -hmm. Because most people hate change because they don't know how it's going to affect. I don't know how it's going to affect me. I don't know if it's going to upset my stability and my equilibrium? Is it a threat to me? So if we can create an environment where there's a measure of safety in the change, communication is essential in all change. I worked with a company uh, not long ago, actually it was a, it was a, a dental practice that had purchased another dental practice. And the research that I did in helping them showed that in merger situations, when one entity acquires another entity, if there is a, uh, if there is no clear communication plan between the entities, the attrition in the acquired entity runs on average about 42%. If there is a clear and well-executed communication plan, that attrition drops to 7%. So people have to feel safe. Now, opening your mind to new possibilities requires the understanding that different does not mean wrong. Thank you. It merely means different. If we cannot push ourselves, I was going to say force ourselves, but that's a little harsh. If we can't push ourselves to try and understand things from a different perspective, we prevent ourselves from having any impact on anyone who thinks, believes, looks, smells, dresses, loves differently than we do. So It requires the ability to understand that there are three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. All of these are hard. Leadership wasn't intended to be easy. It's very fulfilling. It's not always easy. (laughs) That's true. It also, and opening your mind to new possibilities also requires that we are willing to learn from our own mistakes and our own misfortunes. I mean, think about what we have lived through in the last three years. And I don't mean to make light of any of it. Right. I mean, I, 
I've lost some really good friends. Mm. I mean, literally lost some really good friends. But what if we could take the lessons that we've learned from the misfortune or the lessons that we learned from the mistake and turn them into steps forward? You know, when, as so many people, when the pandemic hit, I lost my income, mm-hmm. like completely. I watched my entire what remaining of my annual income slide off of my calendar in 72 consecutive hours. Yeah. And I did what um, any good colonel's daughter would do. I curled up in a corner and I sucked my thumb for three days. You know, I just, I, I, I didn't know what to do. But the, the colonel always said, use what you've got, kid, and just show up. Is this going to be a stumbling block or a stepping stone? The choice is yours. If we can take the stumbling blocks from anything in our lives, some of them are massive. Others are little speed bumps and turn them into stepping stones. If it's a massive stumbling block and you can get on the top of that massive stumbling block to see the vision from there, what kind of a stepping stone could you turn that into? Opening your mind to new possibilities is... None of these are easy when we get right down to it. None of the nine essentials are easy when we get right, right down to it. But I think with opening your mind to new possibilities, you also have to open your mind to that this new possibility might fail. Yeah, and be okay with that. And be, and be okay with that. And I, I think a lot of people, when, when they open their mind to new possibilities, especially in a, from a leader's perspective, and it fails, what's the first thing they do? The point fingers and blame. Um, like, like, not like if the, they're significant leaders, but yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but then because like they're always right, but they're not. And it's that passing of judgment, it's that passing of, of one's ego and going, I could have done that better than that. I, I knew this was going to, you know, you hear it all the time. And oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, okay, now you're back to success. Now you're back to blaming and you're pointing fingers. And that's mm-hmm. not leadership. Mm-hmm. But, oh, no, yeah. no, no. I got, I got the title. I have the title. Yeah. What so is leadership? No, it's not. No, no, it's not. I have met many managers and, and people with leadership titles um, who are in no way leaders. Right. You know, dad used to say failure is never fatal, kid. The only fail, failure is to not try. Right. It hurts. Yeah, of course it does. It it, but it it doesn't kill you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) indeed. Um, I mean, I could, I could, we could talk, you know, for quite a bit on on this whole possibilities. But I I want to go to number six: communicate respectfully. Mm -hmm. We see it in a variety of different forms, and a lot of it is unrespectfully. And we have we have so-called leaders who that's what they're making their stick on. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart. It has been absolutely um, disrespect right. has been normalized more so in the last six to nine years than I've than I've ever seen. But we can't blame it entirely on politics. I think a lot of it has to do with social media as well. Because with the rise of social media, mm. you could you can 
people will say things on social media that they would never say to your face. Oh, absolutely. And so, so I think social media had a lot to do with it. I think cable television yes. had a lot um, to do with it. Uh, there, because, and I know this is going to make me sound old, and I don't mean to sound old, but there was a time when there were standards and practices in broadcast television. Mm-hmm. Even in, you know, in politics, there was a time when. Um, news agencies were required to show both sides of an issue right. in discussing a, a, a political campaign or a um, bill that's before Congress or whatever that that went out the window. Mm. Um, so that concept of uh, of not having an open mind to new possibilities mm-hmm. and communicating disrespectfully. Mm-hmm has been growing for some time. Politics just really, again, shoved that through a wormhole mm-hmm. and, and dumped it into our laps faster than, uh, gosh, I, I would have hoped. I wish I could tell you that I have a solution for bringing it back. My only solution is as a leader, uh, modeling the way, leading by example, by communicating respectfully at all times and all things and challenging the leaders that I consult with, that I coach, that I train, that I speak to, and the people that I lead to do the same. Anyone who has ever worked with me has understood that there is no disrespect in anyone in any way at any time for any reason in my presence. And leading by example is all I can do with that. So this lead by, well, I'll get to lead by example. That was my next one, but does communicate respectfully. But because of everything that you just described, that is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And it has filtered its way into our youth. Yeah. And I've seen it in a very short period of time at the college level, that that level of respect and communicating respectfully it's kind of gone out the window and it's, it's not rampant. Well, I, I, at Oklahoma, I, I know I'm at Oklahoma state university. It's not rampant. OSU helps yeah. with them well, knowing that. Yeah. Well, except for the people in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. But see they're they're <laughs> It's emblazoned across <laughs> your chest right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. When I go back to Columbus, Ohio, they go wrong colors, wrong brand. True. I, I'm going to get some scarlet and gray and paint over you. Thank you very much. <laughs> But it's 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 a little bit concerning that that level of, we've lost that level of respect. I I would agree with that, and I would challenge you. I would challenge you to set a standard in your classroom. Oh, I do. You you as as a leader mm-hmm. in your classroom, you have to set the standard. Mm-hmm. And that's by communicating expectations. And the expectation is when you walk into my classroom, you leave disrespectful words and behaviors. I cannot govern your thoughts, but you leave disrespectful words and behaviors at the door with you. Leave it at the door. Chances are pretty good. They're still going to be there when we're done with our class. You can pick them up on your way out. Yeah. Setting uh, expectation. It's all, it's all we can do. It is. It's all we can do. Uh, and it's just going to take a, a village to get it back to a more respectful yeah. way and of life. I, you know, 
you talk about youth and it's really, it's really easy for every generation. It has been really easy to hammer on the younger generation. I see a lot of hope huh. in the younger generations and the leaders, uh, the, the millennials. And now I've got Gen Zs that I'm coaching in leadership in, in their ability to see the world from a global perspective, to see the world from a position of acceptance rather than from prejudice. I see a lot of hope in that direction. I think we just have to survive our generation working through the system and, and, and being done. I will not see it because it's my generation. If my generation is gone, I'm not going to be here to see it. But I, I do have hope. I have a lot of hope. But I see it in the people that I counsel and coach. And it's what we leave behind. Yeah. It's what we leave behind for that, that from the communicate respectfully and lead by example. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I love that. I, so one of my first things that, that, that the other OSUs, like people in Columbus, Ohio, like to call it, is I, I try to talk to everybody. Mm -hmm. And we've got this woman who does the cleaning and bathrooms and all that stuff. And when, when I just smiled her and said hi one day, it's the early on, and I had this Hawaiian OSU branded shirt. She goes, I really like your shirt. I said, well, thank you. What's your name? She goes, my name's Mary. I said, Mary, I'm Pete. Well, you're new here, aren't you? Yes, ma'am, I am. And, and if you ever, I'm, my office is right over here. She comes by every day, says hello. And we have a conversation. So. And we were talking one day and she goes, you know what? I got some friends here in this building. Some won't even talk to me. I got some friends in this building who talk to me, who communicate with me. Kind of like what you're doing, Pete. Kind of doing that. But then there's other people in this building who won't even talk to me, won't even look at me, won't even, you know. And I'm just like going, well, good thing you got a lot of friends, Mary. I'll, and that that just that to me just breaks my heart. Yeah, see, people, you people like you and 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 I, I just don't, I we don't understand that because no, I've never met a stranger. Right. Right. I've met strange people. I've I certainly have met strange people, <laughs> and good on them, because they have added color. Yes. To my life, they've created. <laughs> stories for me on stage yeah so yeah i don't get that but here's the thing about about mary one day she goes you know i i paint i said what houses she says, no i paint and she was showing me her artwork mm -hmm. and it was damn good and most people in that building have no idea all you gotta do is talk to people and treat them respectfully and communicate respectfully and lead by example Mm -hmm. Why is it so hard, Lauren? Why is it so hard for people to do that? Well, that's a great cosmic question. I'm not sure I have an answer to that. Well, you wrote the book. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had sarcasm. Just having I wrote the book on what, <laughs> what we should all aspire to do, not, not on why people don't do it. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I, I love that you that you put that in your book is lead by example and everybody should really do a better job of doing that. Mm -hmm. 
because people people are watching you yeah um not so much anymore i've i've mellowed i've mellowed quite a bit there was a time in my life that when i saw people disrespecting others and they were easily identifiable to a a, a company or a school or a church or I would um, reach out to the organization and call them out. Hmm. They're representing you and they're being disrespectful when, when they're doing it. I've mellowed a lot. I don't do that so much anymore. And, and it's possible, you know, it's, it's probable that I do that less because society is so engaged now in filming each other and the <laughs> cancel culture and, um, and I'm not speaking for or against cancel culture. Mm-hmm. I think there are some infractions that um, are worthy of, of being called out. But I pick and choose them much more carefully now. Yeah. Yeah. I, you've, I've had a couple of, I've had a couple of students go, hey, Professor Margaritas. Uh, you want to come over for Cigar Wednesdays? I went, no. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. You've got phones. You've got this. I love my job. Mm-hmm. All it takes is that one video, and there's no way. Now, graduate, graduate, and I'd be happy to come to Cigar Wednesdays or Bourbon Thursdays or whatever. See, and and for me, I, I would be, to, to me, that, in my mind, I don't make judgments for anyone else. That would be promoting my promoting smoking cigars, which is harmful yeah. to their health. Right. It's harmful to my health. It's har- right. harmful to their health. Why would I promote that? Hmm. Um, and I have many friends that smoke cigars. I'm a member of Cigar Pag with National Speakers Association. Yep. Yep. Don't say Lauren is ragging on. I'm not. I'm not. What I'm saying is that, especially if it was students, I yeah. wouldn't support that activity because right. I know that it's harmful right to them. Right. Yeah. So so um the the other one I just want to briefly touch on is work for your replacement. Yeah. I'm irreplaceable. That's just yeah. the ego of as an ego of a leader at times. Nobody can replace me. We're all replaceable. Absolutely. And if you have raised them up well and mentored them to be significant leaders they may even be better than you were and how amazing would that be no they can't i i want to be the legacy of the organization (laughs) you know what um we can be a legacy in the hearts and minds of people who we have mentored all legacies are forgotten at some point or another. And that may sound cynical and sad, but if we are carrying on the concepts in the hearts and minds of others, it is less likely. I think of the late, great Mary Kay Ash, mm-hmm. who is the um, founder and um, chairman emeritus, now passed of Mary Kay Cosmetics. And there was a particular way Uh, that she ran her business and expected all of her beauty consultants, sales directors and national sales directors to conduct themselves. Mm 
And no one would dream of stepping outside of those boundaries during her lifetime. She passed in 2001. And almost the day after she passed, people started pushing the boundaries, breaking the rules, rewriting the rules. And some of the standards that, that were set in the Mary Kay way, Mary Kay way, uh, have been abandoned completely. The only way you maintain a, a, a legacy is securing the concepts in the hearts and the minds of the people that you uh, that you lead. Have it resonate. Oh, absolutely. Continually. It doesn't. It doesn't get secured in the hearts and the minds if it doesn't resonate with them. Right. Right. So. Uh, so for, just no, as, as a for instance, no, please, please. Um, I've had the privilege of learning from some very significant leaders, in addition to my father. Because of who my father was and what he did for the Air Force, I had the privilege of, of meeting some people. The privilege of meeting, working on his very first campaign, and learning from the late John McCain. And when I was in junior high school, I went to a, a take your child to work day. Mm -hmm. My father was the division chief of the flight dynamics laboratory at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And at the time, he and his team were working on the advanced composite materials that would absorb radar that now the F the the B series bombers and the F series fighter jets are are now made of. And on that take your daughter to work day, there was a visiting officer from the Washington School of War who had come to consult with my father. The two days happened to coincide, so there I sat at lunch between Daddy and then Lieutenant Colonel Colin Powell. Yeah. And then Colonel Powell asked me about my life and what interested me. And he listened to my opinion and he asked me questions that were big girl questions, mm -hmm. not little girl questions. And I was absolutely certain that he and I were going to be fast friends <laughs> for the rest of my life. And while I never had the opportunity to be in that great man's presence again, yeah. I followed his career. I clipped out newspaper articles about him. I read all of his books and I learned from him because he set an example for me when I was 13 years old that resonated in my heart and my mind. That's our job. And we can't be responsible for who it lands with. We can just do our best to lead by example and grow others first. And what a way to somewhat almost completely wrap up this interview with that wonderful story. And I'm, I did read that in, in the book, and I was hoping you were going to get that on your own without me having to bring that because it's a great story. So. The book comes out on June 1st, which is, if this comes out on Monday, that is, what is June 1st, like a Wednesday? I just completely lost track of the calendar. 
June 1st is the Thursday. It's a Thursday. It is a Thursday. So this episode will be live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So is it is the book going to be on Amazon? The book is on Amazon. It is also available for pre-orders um, uh, on laurenschiefer.com. Okay. And forward slash books. laurenschiefer.com. And spell your last name for everybody. S-C-H-I-E-F-F-E-R. Um, so are you taking pre-orders now or does it pre-orders open like two weeks before? No, I'm taking um, pre-orders now. Okay. Perfect. And this so, comes out the days before. So when this comes out, it will, it'll, certainly, but I'm taking pre-orders right now okay. as we record. Perfect. And just on a side note, I, I will, with your permission, I probably should have asked you beforehand, but I, I, we've done this before. I'd love to have this, uh, uh, the video portion on my website. Uh-huh. And for those of you who do watch this episode, look behind Lauren on the left. There's a portrait on the wall. I'm not going to say anything more about it. I'm not going to say anything more about it. It caught my eye right when we first started. And it took me a moment to adjust my eyes. And I caught the silhouette and I caught the whole thing. And what a wonderful brand. What a wonderful photo. It's not even a photo. But that is that is the logo of my brand, the Colonel's daughter. And the image of the girl inside the Colonel is actually a silhouette of me. Back in the sixties, parents did the silhouettes of of their kids. And so that is actually a silhouette of me, so. So go watch the episode on YouTube. It'll be a few weeks before I get it out there. Uh, but it, that's that's one of the coolest logos I, I think I've ever seen. And I, I love how you've blown it up and, and in the background of you. So it's always wonderful to see you. Hopefully I will see you soon in person. I might be at Influence this year right now. I'm not scheduled to go, but I might be making a last minute change. and trying to work a few things out. It is the 50th anniversary yeah. celebration for National so, Speakers Association. Uh, you got to be there. That'll be a party. Yeah. <laughs> well thank you so very much for taking time out of your schedule and thank i can't you wait for can't having wait. me and i can't wait to our paths cross again and i'm gonna go pre-order the book oh all right thank you so much oh you're welcome thank you i would like to thank lauren for sharing the stories that went into her book help others grow first and be the next or the first one to order her book from amazon remember there are people who f- prefer to say yes and there are people who prefer to say no. Those who say yes are rewarded by the adventures that they have, and those who say no are rewarded by the safety they attain. Be a yes person, and thank you for listening. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.